Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, everybody. You've just tuned into The Block, the Bryson Warden, broadcasting live on Frequency 101.7 CIVL-FM, going out to the Fraser Valley and surrounding areas from the University of the Fraser Valley's Abbotsford Campus, Student Union Society Building, based on the unceded traditional territory of the Stolo people. Today I'm coming to you on the last for uh, Monday of February 2024, February 26th, and we've got another episode special for you and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we take you over to the latest from MGMT off of their album Loss of Life, This is The Cut with Christine and the Queens Dancing in Babylon. Hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you on the other side to talk about the record. Ready? Let's do it.
Okay, so that was MGMT with their latest Loss of Life. That was the preemptive single to the release of the record released on February 20th, Dancing in Babylon, featuring Christine and the Queens. So last night, uh, as I'm recording this on February 23rd, actually for you guys, uh, I gave a listen to Loss of Life cover to cover, and I'm happy to report that, what is it, People in the Streets sounds like congratulations. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, we did it. In all seriousness, the reason I'm prefacing this discussion with kind of a little facetious reference to the sophomore album of MGMT is because this feels like they have a lot more control over their catalog, as evidenced by now they're under mom and pop as opposed to being under Sony Music with this release here. We saw the beginnings of this actually with kind of their self-titled record in 2015, which housed songs such as Alien Days and one of my personal favorites from the band, Cool Song Number 2. I'd also like to apologize that was released in 2013. Whoops. Um, but I've always been a fan of MGMT, obviously starting off with Oracular Spectacular, tracks such as Electric Feel and Time to Pretend, which are really fantastic and well-written in their own right, but I always felt like MGMT was struggling in that regard to kind of expand and go outward in terms of more experimental direction, as it wasn't necessarily they were dissatisfied with what was released on Oracular Spectacular, as they've been very adamant that they were proud of what they released with that record, but at the same time, it seems as though the record label and people that were looking up MGMT, knowing them for these massive tracks that they had released as a part of kind of an initial EP and then the initial album, really finding not what they were looking for. I remember Much Music promoting the new track from MGMT, and it's this slow ballad that is absolutely beautiful. I thought it was beautiful when I was like a teenager, but at the same time I was like, oh, okay, well this isn't necessarily like kids or, you know, like time to pretend, but at the same time it's a really interesting sort of thing, and you see this video of this thing decomposing in front of you as these guys are just walking in the sand, and you're kind of like, okay, that's interesting. And this would continue throughout when the self-titled record came out, and a lot of people were very lukewarm to almost hostile to it, even though you had something, again, like Cool Song Number 2, which is this dark, brooding, bubbling sort of track that's just menacing and almost cacophonous at points, and it really caused me to kind of reflect, like, this is the music I think they really want to make, which is really fascinating. And we saw a little bit more of that with Little Dark Age as they kind of went into a little bit more dark pop and stuff, and now we're arriving after kind of some releases on Bandcamp and stuff as well, at this one being a more major release, and it's a lot more experimental. It has a lot more acoustic guitar, it has a lot more kind of synth work and kind of dark foreboding tones. It's kind of blending a lot was kind of on Little Dark Age at the same time as, um, as Congratulations, putting them together to create something that's really sort of introspective and at the same time just almost childlike and innocent if that's a way to describe it you have things like mother nature or bubblegum dog that are a lot more light-hearted in the way that they're produced and everything and then you have as i've mentioned previously the ephemeral people in the streets that is just this sort of quiet start to it almost evocative of what the white stripes was doing off of you know you and i can be friends turning into this loud boisterous and shouting sort of sound which kind of maintains the same sort of tempo don't worry it's not turning into like a hard rock song or anything there but at the same time what was quiet and reserved from andrew van weingarten becomes now this almost apprehensive and fearful sort of thing as he's literally saying i fear the people in the streets but the idea of just almost like hiding away as the shouting from the crowd and stuff almost overcomes him and i think that's a really good way to think of loss of life overall is that it's experimental and it is something that I feel is more true to what Van Wingarden and at the same time 
uh, other bandmate, Ben Goldwasser, uh, were able to do there. But it's not hostility experimental, like the self-titled record was. It's more evocative, I'd say, of congratulations, where it's this shift in a different direction, and it allows people to be able to reflect a little bit more introspectively. And, you know, Oracular Spectacular had that, of course, in the same way, but I'd say that this is a little bit more true to form of what to expect of MGMT as a group, and I really enjoyed this record. I have to say, there are some low points and stuff like that. I think Freddy's song is a little bit long in terms of what was there, but I do think tracks like Nothing to Declare was a really interesting one, and of course this one, Dancing in Babylon, is a really fun and energetic sort of track. And again, People in the Streets, definitely something that I recommend you guys spin. Probably going to spin that on another day of the show. But again, that was off of Loss of Life, MGMT, their track Dancing in Babylon featuring Christine and the Queens off of their latest record Loss of Life, released this past Friday, February 23rd. Alright, let's take you into some more tracks now. Let's take it over to Tops and their cut colder and closer. Hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I will see you on the other side. Here we go.
Stick my fingers in, expecting more than just the skin. out of two tracks there back to back kicking you off again with tops and their cut colder and closer this is off of the record i feel alive released back in 2020 i strongly associate this one with the covid19 pandemic as it was released at the time i believe i'm looking for the month april 3rd when kind of everybody was stuck inside and i was just beginning to kind of record the show in kind of the distant format as opposed to actually being in the booth there um, and I really enjoyed this record. I think I've spun this one probably so much throughout the 2020 pandemic. It would probably be between this one, uh, potentially Theophilus London's Bebe, and then the weekend's After Hours. But I think this edges it out just a little bit for tracks such as Pirouette, which is one of the first tracks that I played uh, on this program from kind of the distant recording thing, the beautiful ballads and sad movies, and Colder and Closer as well, all in one direct run from one to the other. Tops really composed something absolutely beautiful with this record here that's energetic, but also reflective, kind of why I was describing the MGMT album as well. You can see I have a running theme of what I like. 
Um, but at the same time, I just, I really enjoy this one and I recommend Tops to anybody, whether they're looking for Canadian content to play, whether they're looking for something that has like really clean hooks and really, you know, sharp guitar leads and stuff like that as well. Uh, or even as, you know, I'll discuss with kind of the next artist as well that we played, the idea of like a female led sort of band that isn't kind of just going into kind of the shoegaze direction, which is fine in its own way, but there's a lot of that present. Tops does kind of skirt within that sort of thing, but they really hit you with just, again, that clean sound that I really appreciate and I really resonate with off of this record and others they produced as well. I'm hoping to see another full-length effort from these guys relatively soon, as it's been about four years since this record's released, but again, off of I Feel Alive, I Played For You First, Colder and Closer by the Montreal-based group Tops. And then I played for you the track from the last dinner party, Nothing Matters. Now, I receive music, or not receive music, but I listen to music from all sorts of avenues. I've mentioned frequently that it's usually from like Spotify radio, or sometimes it's at my work when someone plays an artist that I'm unfamiliar with and I want to try to listen to. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, I was recommended JPEG Mafia from a buddy of mine when we were doing a closing shift at like 10.30 p.m. where he's like, yeah, you got to listen to Bald. And I'd heard that one before because of the Ridge Racer sample. Um, but I kind of looked a little bit more into it and then scaring the, you know, that, that album released, Danny Brown. And I was like, okay, yeah, uh, Mark, you know what you're talking about. So this one, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit for this track here, uh, that it was released back in 2023 at kind of the beginning of that year. And I was unaware of it until relatively recently, as in as recently as, uh, Thursday, the day before I'm recording this February 22nd, as I just randomly heard it on the radio before pulling up to work. Described by the greatest encyclopedia ever, Wikipedia, as The Last Dinner Party are a British indie rock band from London, formed in 2021, consisting of Abigail Morris, Lizzie Mayland, Emily Roberts, Georgie David, or Georgia Davis, and Aurora Nishevi. Apologies for mispronunciation of any names there. This track is awesome. This is, this, is, this is something really special that has been composed by these guys here. Uh, as I was describing Tops, the energy on this track in isolation is absolutely beautiful. I love everything about this. I love the way that it opens with kind of that hook of kind of the falsetto voice or the soprano voice, however you want to describe it. That's absolutely beautiful. I love the idea that it sounds like a bunch of theater kids are making rock songs and it's evocative, not necessarily of kind of the direction that like My Chemical Romance went in, but the same kind of idea of kind of the Black Parade with this larger than life sort of sound and orchestra and stuff throughout it. Um, and the idea that I was looking into things about how they recorded their record Prelude to Ecstasy, where they have like parts for flutes and bassoon and harps etc with harp being present on this track here and just overall I love the tone and just how fun this thing sounds is it's almost got like surf rock sort of clean guitars and stuff throughout it however I think the thing I really love about this track would probably be its chorus where described in an article from line of best fit where they interviewed the group they described it the band themselves as put simply it's a love song about not being afraid to be unbridled and unashamed in your passion for another person Something I appreciate with relationships and romance and just how it's presented in media is the idea that the two parties, you know, you know, man, woman, 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 man, man, etc. This is a bit of a controversial discussion, so apologies, Aaron. Uh, I'm not going to swear, I promise. But the idea that people can just let go of the things surrounding them and just be able to be fully with the person that's in front of them. It's not factoring in things like monetary transactions 
or you know personal gain or even the personal like ideology with the other person and the rapport you can build with someone it is the simple attraction you have to the person in front of you and honestly <laughs> oh that's hot that's hot at the time of recording this i have not listened to the entirety of prelude to ecstasy and I know that there's a bit of a controversy going around where people are immediately predisposed to yelling, industry plant, because, I mean, the story is a little bit crazy. The idea that you release one song and then everybody's like, wow, this is the greatest song ever made. And you're getting nines and tens and eights and stuff from multiple reviewing outlets and everything for your debut record. And this song is featured as the best track of 2023, etc. It's a little, a little crazy. I won't lie. I, I think... There's a lot more discussion to be had about kind of sexism in kind of the popular culture towards women in music um, and the idea that people just are a little bit more predisposed to be harsher towards instant success and such. But also there's, you know, the manufacturing of a lot of pop music and everything. And, you know, I'm one of the weirdos who likes that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, the song bangs. The song is absolutely beautiful. I really appreciate what is brought to the record or brought to the table with this track in isolation. And I'm highly recommending that you guys give a listen to a little bit more of these guys. Um, I will be back next week, hopefully, with another track that I really enjoyed from this record here. But as it stands, I would I would certainly retcon my 2023 list to include this track, if only for the chorus that is presenting something as I had another person describe as hot in more than one way of describing the word. But yes, that was Nothing Matters from The Last Dinner Party. Absolutely fantastic track released last year and included on their debut record release this year, earlier in February, Prelude to Ecstasy. And before that, I took you over to Tops with their cut, Colder and Closer. Alright, so we've got time for one more track before we go into the midsection of our broadcast, and I'm going to take you over to a track that is highly related to what we just played. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Wanna Be a Baller by Little Troy. Okay, let me explain. So, basically, if you haven't realized by this point about four years into this program, the Block with Bryson Warden is basically what I've been listening to alongside a few new releases here and there uh, for the past week. Why do you think randomly we're throwing chaos in, aside from the fact that he's Canadian content for the past few weeks? Why do you think consistently for an entire year in 2023, there was a lot more Magdalena Bay, because I was really into them? Why do you think we randomly had, as Aaron pointed out in a response, a old-school hip-hop section every single episode with tracks from Dr. Dre, Eazy-E, The Notorious B.I.G., Tupac Shakur, etc., with kind of this 90s hip-hop sound? Now, there has to be a reason I play these tracks, and they also have to be a clean version, which is not something that's instituted by CIVL. If you listen to them long enough, you'll eventually hear a word or two slip through, through kind of the broadcast and such, as long as it's prefaced. But I personally just like to make sure it's clean and just avoid any controversy and stuff as best as possible. That being said, the reasoning behind each song being played is it has to bring something new to the table, and it has to be something I can actually talk about. I could play something randomly, like, I don't know, another track off of Vultures 1, like Burn Again, and then just basically say the same thing, but I don't think that's necessarily informative. It's something that most people have heard by this point, and honestly, I don't have a lot to maybe say about it, even though that's one of the standout tracks compared to something that's getting a lot warmer reception, like Carnival. 
The reason I'm playing Wanna Be a Baller is both because I think it's a humorous sort of anecdote, but also because I have a little bit of a story behind it. See, I've known about this song for quite a long while because unlike kind of the last dinner party track where I heard it through the radio or how I've found songs through social media platforms, etc., Wanna Be a Baller, released in about 1998 or so, was actually from my mom. Oh yeah. My mom had a couple of CDs that were burnt by people and alongside the actual albums and records. And one of the ones housed this track here alongside other tracks. Like I believe that there was one that had the whole world with uh, Kill a Mike and then Outcast on it as well. And definitely one that had Hoodat on it as well, which was, she was a big fan of. She's not the biggest fan of me talking about this type of music that she'd listen to, as I don't think she listens to it a lot anymore, aside from maybe the odd track from like Don Penn and stuff as well. But I find it funny, and also, I'm admitting, just a little bit hilarious, the idea of what would it be like five-year-old Bryson rolling around to Fat Pat, Young Star, Lil Will, Big T, and H-A-W-K rapping about wanting to aspire to more in life, even though they're going through it in the wrong way. Alongside this humorous anecdote, however, there is more information about the track, as first off, I found it interesting that it's featuring the chord progression from Lil Red Corvette by Prince. I'm not going to play that here just because I'm running a bit long on time, but it's interesting, and if you've heard the track, you'll be able to hear the understanding of it. And basically, the story goes that Prince heard this kind of sample interpolation despite nobody else really picking up on it, and it was brought to his attention by, I think someone at Universal or Warner Brothers, I'm not sure, and he basically said that he was a fan of the track and was totally allowed to let it slide because he liked that they did something different with it as opposed to just doing Little Red Corvette Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. But also through looking again on Wikipedia and kind of citing sources here or there, but I'm just going to talk about it in general, the, the song was described as I learned afterward that it has a tragic legacy as nearly almost everyone on the song has died at a relatively early age. Fat Pat murdered at February 3rd, 1998, one year prior to the song being released. And actually, this would lead to someone else appearing in the music video in his place there. On May 1st, meanwhile, Big Hawk, who filled in for his brother, that what I was describing, was also murdered. Then little Troy's cousin, Lil Will, would die in a car accident in February 2016. And finally, the person who provided the iconic chorus to this one, which you've probably heard before and only know that part, Big T, who would die May 8, 2018, of a suspected heart attack. I think it ties into why I really like this record, and I know that sounds a little bit morbid, but just hear me out. I really like how they use that like chord progression from Little Red Corvette, and the idea of the chorus there, like the lamenting at the conclusion of it, that there's got to be a bird away, a bird away, and the idea that where you're at now, you're doing well, but the idea that you have to aspire to more and you're constantly in this rat race. And it almost sounds a little bit, almost even though they're describing, you know, living a better life and everything, it sounds almost dark and the idea that there has to be more to what they're looking forward to at this point, as opposed to the life that they're currently living, trying to find something more to aspire to and I think that's an interesting dichotomy to present on a track such as this. The idea of attaining something that you were always working for, and the idea of a braggadocious sort of bling era, or the beginnings of the bling era sort of rap track, but at the same time, the idea that it's not necessarily where you want to be, and it almost sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy of the life that people are leading. 
But hey, let's not listen to White Guy Talks About Southern Hip Hop anymore. Let's listen to the actual track. So again, this is Lil Troy, who actually doesn't appear on the track in any capacity, which is funny to think of, but it's also Fat Pat, Young Star, Lil Will, Big T, and H-A-W-K. Some of them taken off because this is the clean version there. But again, this is their track, Wanna Be a Bala, released in 1998. Hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I will see you on the other side of these tracks with some events and information going on in the Fraser Valley.
Looking for some of CIVL and other networks' best programming to listen to wherever and whenever you'd like? Then look no further than the Chill Rose Radio Network, available on all major podcasting platforms. Catch episodes of Chill Rose Radio with DJ Darko, the Earshot 20 Countdown, the SUSU Podcast with Stephen and Casey, and of course, the Block with Bryce and Warden, all in one place. New episodes are added weekly, so search for Chill Rose Radio Network on your platform of choice and listen wherever and whenever you would like. It's all happening on Chill Rose Radio. Alright, let's take you back over into the music now. We're going to kick it on over to Chromio, who just released their latest adult contemporary, released on last week, February 16th, 2024. This is their cut, A Cut Above. Hope you guys enjoy this one, and I'll see you on the other side of this and another track as well. Let's go. I think about the way you left, how things went a little left, we shouldn't have cut loose. You said that you had no regrets. Ready to go, no stress I shouldn't obtrude But you can't deny it It's a higher love And that's not something you lose And no doubt about it It's a cut above And that's too precious to lose You wanted me to validate your need to reevaluate. I thought it was foolish. I should have learned to compromise. I think about it always instead of making excuses. Cause it's a, a different kind of feeling. You don't question twice when I think about you and I reminisce about you and I. A different kind of feeling. That like a knife when I think about you and I And the way we just threw it out Let's take a second, throw it back Four months, I didn't know that Things started to go south It sounded pretty ideal But for you it was a raw deal The words we don't say out loud Till it was both of us standing in the torrential rain Heard my demands, but you didn't want to mention names. It's okay, it's all fine. Life would too mature to fight. But the two of us just went our separate ways and call it a night. So it's a, a different kind of feeling. You don't question twice when you think about you and I. Reminisce about you and I. A different kind of feeling that cuts like a knife. 
Welcome back, everyone, to The Block with Bryce and Warden, broadcasting live on frequency 101.7 CIVL-FM, going out to the Fraser Valley and surrounding areas from the University of the Fraser Valley's Abbotsford Campus Student Union Society building based on the unceded traditional territory of the Stolo people. Just took you out of three tracks there back-to-back, sandwiching Alex's Truly Dreams with Marise's Too Late, and then before her, it was Chromeo, A Cut Above. Chromeo's is coming from their latest release, Adult Contemporary, a record that I'm continuing to become an even bigger fan of as I continue to listen to it from cover to cover. Really fantastic effort that they've done with the lead single, or the single after the release, Lost and Found, alongside the aforementioned previously a lot on this program, Replacements, with LaRue, or specifically Ellie Jackson, contributing vocals there. We've also got other tracks deeper in the track list, however, like Lonesome Nights, alongside Ballad of the Insomniacs, which is another really fantastic one. Lonesome Nights is really sweet, also tender ballad, which I really appreciate, from Dave One and P-Thug coming together on that one. And again, then, I played you to a, the latter half of the record, A Cut Above by Chromio, that one there. Then I took you over to Ali X with their latest release, The Girl With No Face, and it is their track, Truly Dreams. This is the last track, actually, on the record. It was led off by singles off with her... Uh, off with her chest and then girl with no face the title track actually as well alongside black eye which was another lead single for this one in turn i really enjoy this one alex i haven't really been super familiar with their discography but was looking for new releases and decided to give this one a spin on friday and i really enjoyed this one especially the latter track here truly dreams i really enjoy that kind of refrain that she does with a really high-pitched sort of vocal styling and just kind of how the chorus and everything kind of sweeps together on this one but definitely don't think that this is the entire kind of thesis point of girl with no face it's very eclectic it's very kind of avant-garde i'd say is kind of the thing there and again if you were a fan of what we heard kind of previously from marie's on other programs and stuff that i've done here for this uh program here other episodes i think you'll find a lot to love with a girl with no face here but again that is the final track off of that record truly dreams by ali x and finally i took you over to marie's with their cut too late this was the lead single off of their latest record eight and hopefully we'll see something a little bit new from them as they released a latest track lung with morgana on it as well just doing quite well or not morgana but morgan just really fantastic kind of a bilingual sort of track coming together with marie's stemming from montreal incorporating french and then also english into the track in turn but if you're looking for something listening to from cover to cover eight is definitely a really fantastic record featuring the lead single as mentioned too late that we played there alongside Squelettes with Backwash who we played previously on the program and the kind of more lead single for this record in turn which was Experiments which is another beautiful track I really like off of that one and you've even got like a rock track with Emo as well but again off of 8 that was the second to last track and lead single from that one Too Late coming to you from Montreal based Maris. And with all that said, everyone, now that we're in the conclusion of our broadcast, as we're running out of time here, we're going to be playing one last track to close off for today. And this is coming to you from Uncle Kamo. It's their cut, Far From Lies, off of Now or Never, a continuation of what they released previously, which is Take Your Time, back in 2023. This is their latest record in 2024, and I really enjoy what they've brought onto the table. This one here, the opening cut from the EP. Again, this is Far From Lies from Uncle Kamo. I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I will see you guys next week for another episode of our broadcast that is going to be taking place on march 4th 2024 the first one for march actually by the way didn't mention this in kind of the updates and things section but t4s or t2022s they're available now so if you want to claim your tuition on your taxes definitely recommend going into your my.ufe student services they've updated the entire system so it's a lot more confusing because you know that's just obfuscation and everything but hey it's somebody's job 
Uh, and basically, you'll be able to get your T2022A and be able to use that for your taxes. So remember, don't commit tax fraud. Make sure you add that one in. But again, everybody, this is from Uncle Kamo. This is their cut, Far From Lies. I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I will see you guys next week for another episode of our broadcast. Have a wonderful day, you guys and girls and other people as well. Thank you, and goodbye. To give it up, don't try to interrupt. I'm fine to step it up. Home down to find it if you wanna find with me. Foreclosure coming, I'm trying to sell it for free. Tell me how to hide how I feel. Here's another, another seal. I am scared, I don't wanna kneel. Like a So strange, running tears up down, fear it up, fear it down. Let me know, is it fine? Hit me up at a time, let me know, is it mine? My time will go hard. Don't give I know I'm back. Make me the money, hardest worker. I don't need to slack. God dash, what's going on? You crazy not to feel the love? I'm gonna shine stronger when the daughters really show. Just give me something to say. I would really need that sign. So I only see. I'm out of my mind Patience is right It's all a matter of time Honestly, just tell me now Should you just leave it all behind